following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Would you do the Lord a favor? And we're going to read out of His Word. Would you stand for the reading of His Word? I've got one really short scripture that I want to share with you um, today, and then we're going to dive right into the Word of God. Ephesians chapter 2, you'll be extremely familiar with this passage. Uh, It says, for we are God's masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do good things he planned for us yesterday. Long ago, he had things, not just things, but he had good things planned for you, his masterpiece, long ago. So, Lord, we love you. We thank you for today. We thank you for the opportunity to be in your house. And at the beginning of the word today, Lord, worship has already paved the way. But, Lord, right now, I pray you would open our hearts and our minds for whatever you want to do in us. Change us. Let us leave here different than the way that we came in, for it's in Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said amen. 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 You can be seated. Huge welcome to everybody joining us online. We love you guys today. Uh, But I want to tell you what the Lord was dealing with me about over the 21 days of prayer and fasting that we've come off of recently. Um, I kept feeling in my spirit this, this same phrase being repeated every, every time we, that I came to prayer. There was a couple mornings where my wife had to sing, so I had to stay home with the, with the kids and get them dressed for school. But every, every time that I would be in the house, I would feel, I would feel this certain phrase, just the Lord, the, just the gentle whisper. I knew it wasn't me. I knew, I knew this, was, this was something for me and for my family for this season and for this year. And then, then it became, as, as the, the 21 days wore on towards probably the middle, I started feeling this at random times. It wasn't just when I was here, but it would be driving down the road when I was taking my kids to school or, or whatever. And, and it became increasingly clear to me that, that this was not just a, a word, so to speak, for me and for my family, but it became increasingly clear to me that this was a, a word for the church for this season. And I, I want to do my best today to share with you what God has placed on my heart and what I have felt him just, just pound into my spirit uh, over the first 30 days of this year. And this, this is what I kept hearing in my spirit over and over and over again. And it's this phrase, it's time to gain ground. It's time to gain ground. It's time to move life forward. It's time to see progress. 2022 is the year where your family finally gains the ground that you've been hoping for. 2022 is the year that your children take these steps of faith and in their life that you've been praying for year after year. 2022 is the year where you gain ground in your workplace. You've been praying for favor, but every time that you go in for a raise or a new position, the door, I believe 2022 is the year where you begin to gain ground in that area. 2022 is the year 
you gain ground in your spiritual life like you've never seen. You've been asking God, draw me closer, and you haven't figured out or found the way that, that just works right for you where you feel that, I believe this is the year that you're gonna gain ground in your spiritual life like never before. I believe that this is the year that this church is going to gain ground in every aspect of church from discipleship to baptism to salvation to life groups to dream team where we are not going to add by addition but God is going to multiply what his work and what he's already doing. 2022 is the year where we gain ground together. And I don't know about you, I can't speak for you, but I will speak for me and how I feel. I do not, and I refuse to live my life in retreat as that being the theme of my life. When I die one day, I don't want my epitaph to say, wow, you retreated well. When challenges hit you in life and difficult seasons arose, you should have seen that guy. Well, he could hide behind a rock better than anyone I've ever seen. You should have seen. He just ran. He was so good. He was so talented at hiding and retreating and running. When I stand before the Lord one day, I want to have something to show for the life that I've been given. I want to make a difference in the lives of, of other people. I want to help bring hope to people that have no hope. I want, to, I want to love people like I've never loved before. I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better father. I want to be a better pastor, a better leader than I've ever... I, I don't want to get... I don't want to stand before the Lord one day, and I know the Lord wouldn't do this because he don't work this way, but in my mind, this is just what I don't ever want to hear. Wow. Man. That's it? Look, I, I don't want the Lord to say, wow, Brad, man, you, you accomplished so much for my kingdom. You took up a lot of space. That's good. And he would never say that because that's not the God he is. But I don't, I don't want to feel that. You know what I want the Lord to say? Wow. I want his, I want his, I want his jaw to drop. And I want him to say, you, you, you did that? Because I know the talents that you have and the giftings that you have because I placed them in you. And you were able to bring hope and to love and to bring people closer to me with the talents and the abilities that I gave you. Come on. That, that's what I want the Lord to say about me one day and I want him to say it about you too. I don't want to live my life backpedaling, but I want to move forward. I want to gain ground. I want to take back what the enemy has taken from us. And so today, I want to talk to some people that may be in the room or may be watching online that feel like you have been spending way too much time giving ground instead of gaining ground. That you've just been 
giving ground to the enemy. No, 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 it's yours. You take it. I, I, I don't even, I'm, I'm, I can't even fight anymore. It's yours. I'll just, I'll find something else. We'll, we'll just, I can't even do it anymore. I, I want to talk to you today with the help and the grace of God. I want to gain ground. And so 1 Samuel chapter 23 gives us a, a glimpse into the life of of David, and I, I want to tell you a little bit about his story leading up to um, the group that we're going to talk about today. But but he's on the run in First in, in Samuel, and he's on the, on the run because of King Saul's attempt to murder him. And one day he finds himself in a cave, and he's not by himself. He's with about 400 other people that were surrounding him and that were with him. And it's from this group of 400. Uh, that 30 or so individuals would emerge to create uh, what is a, a mighty militant group that 2 Samuel 23 would call David's mighty men. And you've heard sermons preached about the mighty men, his mightiest of warriors. These were, these were warriors who would go on to gain some amazing ground. And as I begin to, to think about this, this idea of gaining ground and, and forming scripture and coming up with a thought process behind this, I could not think of uh, just the epitome of, of ground gainers were these mighty men of David. These were people that said, no, 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 no. I'm not going back. I don't care what you bring against me. It, you bring it, bring it all. Bring, bring your best. And I'm not going back. I'm not, you will not get another piece of ground for me. It's not going to happen. In fact, here's what is going to happen. I'm going to actually, I'm going to meet you right here on this ground, and I'm going to take this ground from you because I've been giving it for too long, and it's time today that we're going to move forward towards the plans and the purposes and everything that God has in store for me, people who refuse to live life in retreat. And so I want to share with you the stories of three of David's mighty men, 2 Samuel. Let me introduce you to the first today. 2 Samuel chapter 23, and after him was Shammah, the son of Agi. It, don't mistake it, that's not Aggie, it's not in there, no. The Hararite. And the Philistines were gathered together in a troop where was a piece of ground full of lentils. They were standing on a hill of beans. That's what it was. A piece of ground, a bean field is where they were gathered. And this is crazy. This is going to be the theme throughout these stories today. And the people fled. They retreated. They left. They gave ground. They retreated and fled from the Philistines but he, Shama, he did something a little different. He, he stood in the midst of the ground and defended it. When everybody else was giving ground, Shama stood and he said, I'm going to put this foot here and I'm going to put this foot here and I'm not going anywhere. 
Come on, come at me. I've got my footing here. And I'm not giving up any ground any longer. And I feel like that this is a word picture for where the church has been over the last couple of years is that we have stood in the midst of the ground and defended it. Nothing has come easy for the people of God in the last two years. And you have stood and you have defended your faith like never before. In the midst of uncanny circumstances, I picture it like the, the ebb and flow of a boxing match where even the greatest of fighters and warriors have a moment in the fight where they have to say, you know what, I'm going to have to endure and withstand the blows of my enemy. And so for this season, it's, listen, they're not going to have the energy. They're not capable to do it for the entirety of the fight. But it's just a moment that I'm going to have to put my hands up like this, and I'm going to have to protect, and I'm going to have to defend. Because in just a moment, when you run out of steam, I'm going to come out of this defense posture, and something's going to hit you that you've never seen before. And I feel like this is where the church has been for the last couple of years in this defensive posture where we've, we've been defending our faith and we've been defending what God has given us. We've stood in the midst of the ground and defended it. Blow after blow, attack after attack. Nothing was given, nothing came easy. But Shama stood. When everyone else ran, Shama stood and said, not today. So here's my first point that I want you to grab a hold of today. This is what we learned from the life of Shama that if you want to gain ground, you first have to stand strong. If you want to start moving life forward when all you've been doing is retreating, the first thing that you have to do is plant your feet and say, I'm not going backwards any longer. Come on, we need some people in this day and age who will stand up for what they believe and they will stand their ground for their faith. This is your season to not throw in the towel on your family. Listen, here's the problem. See, everybody else looks at it and says, bro, it's a bean field. Why would you fight for a bean field? It's nothing. Oh, oh, really? It's what God gave me. And if God gave it to me, ain't no Philistine gonna run me off this ground. And some people look at your marriage and your children and say, why are you even trying to restore this? It's so far gone. No, 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 you stand your ground and you say, this is the man and the woman that God gave me. These are the children that he blessed me with. I know it may not seem like much to you, but God gave it to me, and nobody is going to run me out of here. If you want to gain ground, we need some people, some people of God that will plant their feet and say, I'm not going back. I'm going to move towards the plans and the purposes of God. He had grit. Ah, I love that. I teach my kids that you got to have grit. I don't even know what it means, but you got to have it. <laughs> it didn't matter if everybody else retreated, not Shama. You 
can't start the process of taking steps forward until you gain your footing and plant your feet. So we're learning to stand strong, to gain ground. Let me introduce you to the second character today. I'm going to run out of time preaching before I even get to number two. 2 Samuel 23. And after him was Eleazar. This makes me, every single time I've read this over the last 30 days, I laugh. I am so immature sometimes. And after him was Eleazar, the son of Dodo. That just makes me laugh, y'all. My humor is weird. I'm sorry. Now you, every time you read it, you're going to laugh out too. The Ahoite, one of three mighty men with David, when they defied the Philistines who were gathered there for battle. Watch, do you, do you recognize the theme here? And then there, the men of Israel had retreated. Everybody else had ran. They were okay with continuing to give ground. But he, Eleazar, arose and attacked the Philistines. And I love this, until his hand was weary. I know some of you are weary in your fight right now. I know you're tired of the battle. I know you're tired of the struggle. He, he, was so, he, he had fought so hard that his hand from holding the sword had grown so weary. You can imagine that he can barely lift it up to attack the enemy. But he had fought for so long and so hard, and I love the imagery of this, that his hand was forged to the sword. He has been so passionate about not giving ground and saying, listen, I know I'm tired and I'm gonna keep fighting. I'm not giving up. That he literally could not open his fist to let the sword slip from his hand. Wow. Here's the second thing you have to understand today. If you want to gain ground, you got to hold on to the sword. I know you're tired. I know you're worn out. I know you're exhausted. But I'm not talking about the sword that is found held in a sheath. I'm talking about the sixth piece of armor that Paul discusses in Ephesians chapter 6. The sword of the Spirit. Come on, let me preach to you for a second. You got to get the word of God. And I know you expect this from a preacher, but this is not preacher talk. If you want your life to get better, stop listening to every podcast in the world. Those are great. But let me tell you how you need steps to get better. Open up the word of God and hold on to it. When everybody else says throw it away, that it's ancient, that it doesn't work, you got to hold so fast to the word of God. I, let me ask you this. What would your life look like if just like Eleazar, that your life was so intertwined with the word of God that when you tried to do something wrong, that the word of God would quicken your spirit and say, oh, no, 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 no. Remember what this principle says in the word of God. What would happen? How would your marriage be? How would your kids be? How would your job situation be? How would your finances be? If the word of God and the principles from this word were so intertwined with your life that even if you tried to rip it apart and rip it away from who you were, 
that you couldn't separate yourself from. I'm telling you, listen. Well, Pastor Raj, you're going to preach about the Bible? Come on, give me something I haven't heard. Can I just be real without being rude? Then start living it. I'm preaching to me too. I'm not jumping on you. If you want to have less issues in your life, don't just read it. Digest it. And start walking. If you want to gain ground in your life in 2022, this has to become relevant in your world again. It can't sit on your dinner table and gain dust after dust. It's got to be open. you got to digest it and start walking it. Hold on. Man, I'm coming in hot today. Lord. Some of you are in the fight of your life in the first 30 days of this year. Hold on to the word. I know you're tired. Do not quit. Don't give up. Don't throw the towel in on God. Hold fast to his word. Because we understand that difficult times happen. But if you read the words, you also understand that he's working all things together for your good. He's going to figure it out. He's going to help you get through this because that's the kind of God that he is. The third and final person that I want to introduce you today to is, uh, it's a very powerful lesson. And I told you at the beginning, I feel like, where Shama was was a word picture of where the church was. But then I heard very clearly in my spirit over the last 21 days of prayer and fasting that though that was where we are, that there's a change coming. That the people of God are about to have a mind shift, in, a mind change. There's gonna be a shift in their spirits where we move from standing and defending everything that we have to our third character today, 2 Samuel 23 and 20, Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, a valiant fighter from Kabzeel, performed great exploits. He struck down Moab's two mightiest of warriors. And I love how the Bible says, this is kind of like a byproduct. He also, he also, he all, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, what'd you do? Yeah, and I also went here. He also went down into a pit on a snowy day. And killed a lion. Yeah, it's no big deal. It's just. This has to be one of the, the most amazing phrases in the Bible. So you imagine a conversation, Benaiah and one of his buddies. So what'd you do today, Benaiah asked. I went to Starbucks. Ordered the usual venti cold brew with four pumps, vanilla, salted cream foam, and extra caramel drizzle. Oh man, that sounds like a great day. Y'all, I had to Google that. I didn't even know something so frou-frou like that. It's hard to make yourself laugh, but when you do, it better be real funny. That got me. And then his buddy's like, what'd you do? Well, you know, it's just a crazy day today. It's just, you know, snowing outside. Just imagine that. That's ice. It's crazy, bro. You, I know you, you needed your, your drink. I know that's, that's cool, man. Coffee's good. Yeah. Woo. Well, I just I went out and, you know, I just happened 
to see a pit. And there, bro, this is the weirdest thing. Like, I heard something. Roar! That was not a powerful line. I apologize. <laughs> he heard something much more impressive than that. And then, bro, bro, I was like, I don't know what it was, but I was like, I need to go check it out. It's snowing. And I mean, this is, it's a snowy day, and I hear a lion roaring. Oh, he's in a pit. I, I jumped down, man. I know. I, and then I was, I was going to go get Starbucks, but instead, I jumped down, and I killed the lion. What? You did that? Yeah. Bro, what a cool day. I know, man. It was cool. <laughs> this is legendary stuff. Like, this is amazing. We don't really know why he did it. Was the lion a threat? Maybe it was a direct order. Maybe he just didn't like cats. I don't know. <laughs> the odds were definitely not in his favor. Lions can run up to 35 miles an hour and leap 30 feet in a single bound. It's been snowing, so the, the footing conditions for Beniah would not have been optimal. I would have at least needed no snow. If I'm going to kill a lion, which I am man enough, I mean, bring it on, lion. But if it's snowing, i, I got to have good ground. That's, that's the, no, nah, it's snowing today, bro. I'm out. I'm sorry, dude. I was going to deal with you, but not today. He, he wasn't bothered by the snow and the icy conditions, and yet... He leaps into the pit and kills the lion. And if I had to, to get some insight into the day, here's what I would want to know. Like, ooh, just what? Here's the edge of the pit. Like, when you get there, I want to know what was going through his mind. Like, what caused you to actually do it? Because here's where you and I get stuck. We get some spiritual momentum and we're, uh, it's a lion. I know my purpose and my destiny and everything God is calling me to. The, get, the, the ground that I'm trying to gain is right over there, but there's a lion in a pit right now. And I would wanna know what Beniah was thinking, because if he's anything like you and me, here's what I know, and this is where you and I get stuck. We get to the edge of the pit. We've gained some spiritual, some life momentum, some family momentum, and we've charged toward the pit, gaining ground, walking in faith. This is the moment of break. Freedom is right there. Breakthrough is right there. But the closer you get to the pit, the louder the roar of the lion is. And you get right to the edge of the pit, and the enemy begins to whisper in your ear certain things. Oh, I know. I know everything that... God is calling you. I know, I know you think you know, but you know what else I know about you? I know you got anger problems. I know the way you talk to your kids and the way that you talk to your wife. But, but, but I gotta go. Oh, God, I don't think I can do it. I'm not, I don't have what it takes. I, I've, I've failed too many times. And you're left standing on the edge of the pit. Oh, I mean, you know, 
this is, this is gonna be our year for financial freedom, sweetheart. This is gonna be our year. Here we go, here we go, here we go. No! But baby, we've lived paycheck to paycheck our whole life. And the enemy starts to say, this year will be no different. Trying to gain ground and then the enemy starts to talk to you and mess with your mind and you start holding on to the lies of the enemy. And instead of gaining ground, now you've taken another step backwards. And you approach the edge of the pit, maybe for some of you. And the enemy said, oh, you want to lead a life group, huh? You want to be a, you want to serve on the dream team at your church? I know what you looked on the, at the computer last month. You think you, bro, you're messed up. No, you don't have what it takes. And, and we're, we're ready. We're, we're on the verge of gaining ground and moving towards what God has for us, his plans and his purposes and all the good things that he planned for us. And we stop at the edge of the pit because of the lies of the enemy. What about that thing that your mom or your dad or your coach or your family member or your spouse said about you? And you've been holding on to it for years. And you're right on the edge. And then that thought comes, that, that thing that they said about you hits you right as you're about to jump. And you just say, oh, they told me I was never good enough. That I would never amount to anything. And I thought I had it this time. But, but the enemy has lied to me for so long. And I've, I've held on to the lies of the enemy. And here's the problem. If you jump into the pit holding on to all of this stuff, it's over. You don't stand a chance against a lion on a snowy day. And it don't matter if it's snowing. And here's the third thing, y'all, and this is so simple. This is not earth shattering, but it is life changing. How you doing? It's good, good. If you want to gain ground in 2022, You gotta let go of the lies of the enemy. The enemy will lie to you as long as you'll allow it. The enemy will jump right here and begin to tell you everything that you're not for as long as you don't stand your ground and say not today. And let me, you gotta let go of the lies of the enemy and you get, you got to remember something. I, I need you. Let's go full circle here. Here, instead of the lies of the enemy, what if? What if you started remembering what we read at the beginning of our time together today, that you are God's masterpiece? That in spite of your mistakes, in spite of your failures, in spite of what was said about you, you are God's masterpiece messed up maybe but you're still a masterpiece broken and in shambles sometimes maybe so but you're still a masterpiece and if if you're god's masterpiece
it don't get much better than that. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that you can do, so you can move towards, so you can jump into the pit and you can do all the great things that he has planned for you a long time ago. Would you stand with me? And here's, here's what I know. Sometimes, sometimes letting go is hard. Sometimes letting go may not be as easy as what we just demonstrated. And sometimes there's a process to letting go. And you wonder why we highlight Freedom Sunday. If you need help letting go, every, if you, if you need help letting go, you should run out of your seats when we pray in just a moment and sign up for the Freedom Life Groups. Because the Freedom Leaders and the Freedom Curriculum will give you a process to help you not just declare it in your mind, but start walking it out in your life to where you don't have to be bound by the things of your past, but to where you can move forward in everything that God is calling you to do. We don't just have freedom just to have something else at the church. We got enough stuff going on. But people's lives are radically changed when they let go of the junk that they've been dealing with. So here's my challenge for you today, but right before I pray for you. Don't get comfortable being bound by the things that you've always been bound by. That's, that's our problem sometimes. We've grown accustomed to it, so now it's easier to be bound than it is to let go because you don't even remember what life was like before you were bound by everything. Let me declare this boldly today and I'm gonna pray for you. Hell can't make a prison in your life that God can't break into today. God can come in and open every bar of that prison cell that is holding you captive and you can walk out free, being made anew in Christ Jesus. Every head bowed, every eye closed today. If you're in the room and you say, Pastor Brad, I am ready. I am ready to gain ground. I am, I am so tired in my life of giving ground. Here's what I want us to do. I didn't do this in, in first service, but I feel to do it today. I feel like you just need to make a move. And I don't know what that looks like for you. Maybe that's just stepping out in an aisle. Maybe you need to walk down around this, this altar. Not that there's anything special necessarily about this piece of rubber right here, no. But it's a move in your spirit that says, God, I'm not doing this anymore. Today I commit to saying I'm gonna do everything I need to do to begin to move my life forward. So if that's you, step out from where you are, make your way down here and I wanna pray for you. Don't be shy. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't need it, don't come down here. This is not for everybody. This is for those in the room that are sick and tired of giving ground and they're ready to start gaining ground. This is... Yeah. 
If you're down front, here's what I'm gonna ask you to do, okay? If you're comfortable, I just want you to slip your hands heavenward. Here's the beauty of it, okay? This is what I love about this house, is that the people that are still in their seats, they've been where you are. We've all have our issues. We all have our things that we deal with. And so you've got a thousand people behind you that are gonna raise their hands. They're gonna stretch their hands towards you and they're gonna be praying for you because you don't have to go through this alone. You don't have to battle this by yourself. You've got people that are by your side. And so right now, Lord, I thank you for every single person who in faith has chosen to walk into uncharted territory to walk into new territory. Lord, I know, I know faith is that, oh, it's a big leap of faith to walk into new areas and new dimensions. But today, God, I pray, I pray that you would bless them today, God. God, I know maybe the first 30 days of this year have been the most difficult of their life, but this is the season where the church and the people of God begin to gain ground. We are moving from a defensive posture to the offensive posture. We've got our footing now. And we declare today that we are gonna stand strong, that we're gonna move life forward, that we're gonna hold on to your word, and we're gonna make it a part of our lives. And then we're gonna take that leap of faith in spite of what the enemy would try to tell us. And we're gonna walk towards our purpose because we are your masterpiece. And God, when it gets tough, because it will, the enemy, the enemy will bring everything against us that he can. Even though we're tired, we're gonna hold on. We're not gonna quit. And I pray for courage today. I pray for strength today. I pray for wisdom today. Lead us and guide us in the name of Jesus. And somebody said amen. amen. Come on, can you put your hands together for the Lord today? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So here's your homework. Are you ready? This is hard. It's going to require a lot. When you walk out into the lobby today, find a life group and sign up. If you don't, if there's not a group that you're like, man, I don't know, I don't, get in a freedom group and watch what God will do in your world. God bless you. Thank you for being in church today. Have a great rest of your weekend. We'll see you in the house on Wednesday night.